Hello and welcome to the first and brand new Sky Fantasy Football podcast by Fantasy Football Hub. For those who don't know me, my name is Andrew Ferguson. I've played the Sky game on and off for about five or six years and have a reasonable record with a few top 500 finishes, culminating in a top 100 finish last season. But I am not a patch on my two fellow podcasters, starting with none other than Fantasy Football Hub contributor and former Sky Fantasy Football winner, the legendary Dan Cox. Hi, Dan, and how is your season going? Hello, mate. You're right. Yeah, that's uh, that's all right. It could be better, but I'm good position in the top top thousand. So yeah, that's not too bad. So it's, it's all right, but obviously like to be higher. But yeah, it's going all right. Cheers. Good, good. Um, and secondly, again, no real introduction needed for this fancy football hub contributor and experienced Sky Fantasy manager with three top fifty finishes, including a fourth place overall. It's Paul McNulty. Hi, Paul. And how is your season going? Andrew, thanks a lot for inviting me along to this uh, season so far, um, ups and downs. I was sitting just outside the top 100 earlier on this season, around the first overhaul period, but now dropped down a little bit over the Christmas period. Still got a, a few transfers in the bank, so I'm hoping to make up some, some ground after the second overhaul. Well, you both sound in reasonable shape. I'm, um, I'm struggling a bit this year. I'm currently about 4,000. But uh, I, used, I did use four transfers on, on Thursday to jump from 6,000 to 4,000. So I look forward to talking about Liverpool later and things. But um, great stuff and great to have you both on. And I'm looking forward to learning a lot from you guys over the coming weeks. So just a quick note in regards to the format of this podcast. It's going to be quite short as we focus on the specific weekly issues and look ahead to the following game week. So it'll hopefully be around half an hour in total. And we look to get out on a Sunday evening ready for the following Monday morning. So with that in mind, the hot topics for Game Week 22 are the moving of the second overhaul, ambiguity on Man of the Match awards, um, Mane immediately springs to mind there. Uh, we will look at the fixtures for the next week, including who are the best transfers to think about and who is the best captain for each game day. And then we will do a differential pick each for those looking to chase their Mini League rivals. So a lot to fit into 30 minutes, but we will try our best so first, over to you, Dan, if I can ask you to explain the moving of the second overhaul and what it means for Sky Managers. Yeah, so obviously that was penciled, penciled in to be where it was. And then the um, Liverpool-West Ham game had to be rescheduled. So yeah, that's, that's gone in right bang where the overhaul was. So that, that's a bit of a problem. Um, one that you know, Sky didn't ask for and you know, just trying the best to deal with. I personally thought they'd do it before the Liverpool, the West Ham Liverpool on the Wednesday, the 29th. I thought they'd maybe do it the 23rd to 29th and that way that would have pretty much stayed as it was up to the overall, but they've pushed it back a week now. So it's now the 2nd to the 8th of February. So you've got those the fixtures in that weekend plus the Liverpool-West Ham game. So yeah, has thrown up a... If you'd have been on it New Year's Day, or no, the 2nd, sorry, when they announced it, Liverpool had six games, would have, you know, they'll play six games up until the overhaul where most teams will have four apart from West Ham, Sheffield United. So, yeah, that would give you a big, you know, good opportunity to uh, get, get some extra games out of Liverpool. So I noticed on Twitter that uh, those Sky managers who were on the ball, a few of them jumped on Liverpool assets. Do you think the Sky managers that didn't jump on the Liverpool assets, um, Paul, do you think they missed a trick or do you think that um, sticking to the original plan was the best play? I think you could look at it both ways. You, you could say yes and no. Um, obviously, Liverpool 1-0, um, so all of their defensive options. I think they all picked up a pa- uh, passing tier as well. So yeah. um, it was a minimum 10 points for all defenders. Robertson picking up the assist as well. So you could say they missed a trick there. 
There is a three for one, which obviously you're getting the two extra games as well on Thursday, the 23rd of January. So similarly, if, there were to, if people um, felt they'd missed out there, there is an opportunity, again, looking at Gomez and perhaps um, as he nailed on to play beside Van Dijk. Um, if, if budget couldn't have stretched for one of the, the more expensive defenders. So there is still opportunity to get on that if that's what um, people are waiting to do, just for a little bit more information. I noticed, Dan, that in your second team, you ended up with seven Liverpool players, um, which obviously, well, I imagine that would give you um, a bit of a jump. What about your first team and um, wishing now that you did the same in your first team? I've got, so I've still got four Liverpool players in my first team. That was basically the second team, you know, that was about 6,000th or something. I've used a couple more transfers than they wanted to. So it was just a bit of a, you know what, I don't really, you know, this team's not going to win it. So let's have a bit of fun with it. So I already had, I think I already had three Liverpool players. So I thought, yeah, well, I'll make four transfers and I can get seven in. And if Liverpool keep, you know, six clean sheets till the overhaul, yeah. I can probably get this to top 500 or so. And even that first night, I went from 6,000th up to... 2000 so um yeah you know a few more of that but like Paul said if you missed out on that Liverpool still got a good three for one is it from the 23rd so and the arguably easier game so you know I think Liverpool got United and Spurs next or although they they ain't what they used to be are they so but you know I've gone for it for the tougher games but you could just jump in and still get the extra games with easier games so stick to your plan if you you weren't on that and yeah should still be golden there was, a, there was an interesting stat on, on, I seen on Twitter about Liverpool the other day. It was all to do with Van Dijk's um, defensive partnerships. So um, since the start of last season, um, when Van Dijk played with Lovren, they can, uh, Liverpool conceded on average 0.9 goals per game with Matip 0.7. But when he plays with Gomez, which has been 15 games now, they only concede 0.3 as well. I don't know if, that's, if that correlates, if, um, if people again are looking to get a differential and Gomez might be worth um, going for he's, I think he's 9.2 which is a considerable amount cheaper than Alexander Arnold I think is the second cheapest at 9.9 With Gomez nailed on then do we think? Mm, it's, it's I think Matic and Lovren are sort of due back soon aren't they but I don't. I think there will be a bit of rotation. You might miss a game here or there or something. But I'm hoping he'll play. Uh, just out of these six games, I'm hoping he'll play four of them. You know, that would be a would be a dream. I noticed he played this afternoon in the FA Cup, which is probably not a good sign. Seems I think nearly every other player was like a, a second string player, but I suppose it remains remains to be seen. Have we got anything else to to mention then about the overhaul? Any kind of further implications or anything like that to think about? No, I don't think so. Like, I've planned up to the overhaul and when they announced that it was going to be later than what it was originally planned, it just, just, it just takes in the extra weekend and I sort of had a bit of time. I was back at work that day anyway, so I had a bit of time on my hands, so I uh, quickly just checked my plan was still in place. But no, I don't, I don't think so personally. It just, I think it's fine really. But yeah, just check your days for captains and any good moves you can make. But I, I can't see anything that particularly stands out really. I don't know if Paul does. No, pretty much the same. Um, after the, I made two moves to get Liverpool defenders in um, the week past, and I think that's, barring any injuries, I think that's me until the overhaul as well. So I suppose the only thing I would mention around is last year, I believe the overhaul was after about FPL week, I think it was 27 or 28, and it fell, um, I think it was around the 10th of February. 
we've all been planning up until now on the premise that we would have an earlier overhaul. So the only thing I could maybe think about is when we, we were thinking about the amount of transfers we would want left, knowing there's the extra game we brought, so the extra two games for Liverpool, maybe there's just a slight implication on how many transfers we think we need left um, at the overhaul. So, you know, if we were thinking maybe 15, ideally we'd like that 15 or 16, then potentially, you know, 12, 13, 14, maybe a kind of reasonable amount. I'm currently on 12 because I, I smashed into Liverpool a bit of a, a shit or bust sort of thing on Thursday. I thought, you know, if, if, if I'm going to make inroads, I need to take some risks. So um, that, that kind of worked on Thursday. And um, like yourself, Dan, I'm hoping now that uh, Liverpool and Leicester go on a massive defensive streak up to the overall. But that's the only other real implication I can see, apart from the extra West Ham game which I suppose is against Liverpool, so it's not very attractive, but it does potentially make a couple of West Ham players um, interesting if we haven't got a captain for this coming Friday. It was the only other thing I thought about as well. So on to the second topic then, and this was around ambiguity of Man of the Match awards. So um, on Thursday, Mane had Man of the Match awarded to him, even though anyone who watched the game and anyone who understands football there probably would have given it to about four or five other players ahead of them. Paul, what are your thoughts on this? And what can Sky do to improve this going forward? Yeah, it's a bit of a bone of contention on the the Sky Sports Fantasy Twitter community. Um, we passed, I had Salah as captain as well, so I uh, lost a march on those that had captained Manny. I think like for the t- like, this has been a, a, an issue with uh, Sky Fantasy Football for a while. Um, obviously, on the, on the televised games where... Uh, Alan Smith or Gary Neville or whoever the commentator is that's, that's picking man of the match. Around about, I guess, 95% of the time, whoever they pick, that's kind of who gets it in the match report. And then there's kind of no grumblings. I know Alan Smith kind of favours attackers, having been one um, in his career as well. Um, but there's no there's no real issues from, from anyone from that. I think for games like this where they're non-televised, my interpretation of what happens is that someone at the, the Sky fantasy football headquarters or 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 wherever the whoever it is that actually picks it from the match reports um will will not watch the game and um we'll look at the score two 0 liverpool win salah manny with the goals and then have a look at the ownership manny's ownership sits quite high therefore pick making an easy selection like that and we've seen it on numerous occasions before and i, I personally think that's roughly how how these selections are made which I can I, I can understand that the thing is it takes away a bit from the differential. Like Salah's ownership's a lot less. That was the reason for me going from as well, having had um, a reasonably bad month in December. I was looking to to pick a proven FPL, uh, sorry, a, a proven Premier League player as a differential. But I can see it. I wasn't. I didn't grumble too much about it. These these things happen, and I guess they they average out over time as well. But that's that's how I believe it's picked. Um, I know that. The, the point awards was removed, uh, reduced from five points to three points at the start of the season. I personally wouldn't be against them removing it completely, but I don't, I don't know that there is a, a perfect answer to it. Um, I know people complain at FPL based on the, the bonus points from Opta. If there's an attack and fullback on a losing team, um, gets the three bonus points. I know that that's a complaint there as well. So um, for me, it would either be stick with what it is and accept that that's the way it is or just remove it completely. 
Yeah, but I think the difference with FPL, at, at least it's, it's ob- reasonably... Objective. Ex- exactly, it's, re- it's reasonably objective. It's based on you know stats and actual things that happen on the pitch rather than, as you said, someone guessing from a result. Dan, have you got any more thoughts on this at all? Pretty much the same, really. Like that, It used to be five points, and I know they reduced it to three because people were moaning, do you know what I mean, if there's a dodgy, you know, they reckon, you know, it's a dodgy result thing. And so, you know, they've made it only three points, so it's not a bigger factor. But I had Salah on Wednesday, do you know what I mean? So for my man, I kid, it's like, you're joking. Like, that's six points I've been robbed of. Like, he's everyone who's got Mane and... You just sit lose captains him. You think like what? But do you know what I mean? Just take it on the chin. Like I, I, I do get tired of people like conspiracy and this, that, and the other. If anything, it's just a bit of lazy journalism. Like you say, like it's just oh yeah, Mane scored. Yeah, oh, yeah, he scored. He's been doing all right this season. He's he can be man of the matches. I know the Sun. They used to have reporter ratings that were just terrible, yeah. weren't they? And I don't know if Chelsea won one nil, Terry would be star man or Lampard. It would just it would always be the same place. So that's why they brought who scored in. And I know there's some things about them like complaints sort of thing, but I just don't, it's always going to be someone's going to moan about it. Like if it goes your way, then great. If it doesn't, just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? I just, it's just one of those things. Yeah, you could scrap it all together, but I don't know. I know like TFF. I know they used to have it, and then they don't have it. But it adds a bit more excitement. Like I did think, yes, get rid of it. But then someone said, like, well, they kind of then quite like the sort of like you know, if you're watching a game the last five minutes and someone gives them the hand of the match, you're like, yes, there's some more points in. Like, so it's a bit more excitement. But you know, a couple of seasons ago, a couple of seasons ago, I was sitting with uh, Alfie Mawson when he played for Fulham. He was quite cheap in the game, and his ownership was was pretty high. And I think they were away at West Ham. Maybe I, I can't remember if it was at West Ham or at Fulham. Um, and West Ham scored in the 94th or 95th minute for a 1-0 victory. And then when the match report came through, Alfie Mawson got man of the match. Now, I don't know if that was somebody there who's just looked at the scores when 90 minutes gone. He was a high a high percentage pick as well. I think I looked afterwards and he was the highest percent owned player that was on the field that day. So that was kind of where some of my conspiracy or, or thoughts perhaps where, where it comes from is. My, uh, I got. A, I don't know if any of you remember. We've been playing. I've been playing Dream Team for a long time when it used to be reporters, and I think the worst one I've ever seen, Starman. They gave it to Teddy Sheringham because I don't think he even scored, but that was his birthday, and they basically gave him like man of the match because that was his birthday or something. You're like, you know, there's a lot of money at stake here. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And this, so we'd be, oh, it's, yeah, everyone can see that Mane wasn't man of the match the other day. Like, I think. If you've gone through, I think someone did, didn't they? They listed all the sort of reports or whatever up for it, and Sky were the only ones who'd given man of the match. And everyone yeah. else was Henderson or <laughs> Salah, or you know, they, yeah, like you said, there was four or five other players that could have got it over him. But you know, just that is what it is. Just get on with it, really. Yeah, I think the only points that I would make um, is that if all the games were all the same, then we wouldn't have the kind of multitude of games we have, I suppose. You know, if you if you took the best bits of FPL yep. you know, and got rid of the worst ones, the best from Sky got rid of them, you know, and the same in Dream Team, the same in TFF. You'd only have one game anyway. So I do, I do think each game having its own nuances, no matter how annoying is, is quite important. But I would also say that Fancy football now is big business, and it's and there's a lot of of cash attached to to a lot of players, both in terms of the overall winner. You know, on on Sky wins fifty thousand. The overall winner on Dream Team wins a hundred thousand. I plug hundreds of pounds in every you know year in in mini leagues, as I'm sure a lot of people plug in hundreds or thousands of pounds. And these six points for Manu over Salah could be the difference between 
hundreds or even thousands of pounds at the end of the season. So I just I just think, you know, there's no right answer. But I do agree with you, Dan, that with these things, it is what it is, really. If we didn't have these nuances, then we wouldn't have all the games. It's just the consistency. I think that's all that people want is consistency. And, you know, anyone could see it wasn't Mane. And so if, you know, if anyone from from Sky are listening, please just bit of consistency is all we want, I think, guys. I think that's, uh, that's fair to say probably, is it? Yep. Um, okay, so um, looking at the fixtures next week then. So we have got, so we've got Sheffield United, West Ham on uh, this coming Friday, the 10th of January. So we've got eight games then on Saturday and then we've got the two games on this Sunday. In terms of transfers first, are any of you planning any transfers this weekend or are we all burnt out and just trying to cling on by our fingernails um, until the overhaul. Dan, have you got any transfers planned at all this weekend or anything that's, that's catching your eye at all? No, uh, nothing at all, mate. Of uh, Both teams are locked down now till overhaul, so unless bar an injury. But yeah, no, that's, that's me done now. Are there any players at all which, you know, if you had a few spare transfers floating around that you would be interested in? So is, is, is there anyone that for the next kind of three or four games you're thinking, oh, God, I'm scared of this guy? I wish I could bring him in. Anyone who Pescabo's got really is on my sort of radar because anyone he brings in is just scoring goals or man of the match every game sort of thing. So, and I think the the couple he's I've looked at his team and like the two I think that him this weekend that I haven't got that I'm worried about is Rashford and Sterling. I think they'll uh, well he's got them to the bounder score both score this weekend. And how about yourself, Paul? Any any anything plans or anyone you're scared of this weekend? When I made the, the Liverpool um, double defence transfer in, um, I made sure that I'd covered all the captaincies um, up until the overhaul with people I was taking out. So I've got um, Sheffield United defender on Friday night. But if I didn't have any, I wouldn't be looking to bring someone in for that game, I don't think. I, I no longer own Rashford, but we spoke um, we spoke before we went on live um, about how any time I own a Manchester United asset, they always do terrible when they're in my team. So... Q Rashford double at the weekend, I think, against Norwich. I like playing um, differentials when I mentioned earlier on when it's a, a proven Premier League player that's that's kind of gone under the radar. And I know that Aguero's coming back from injury. Um, if I was looking to take a punt, I would maybe look to, and I was going to do a transfer, maybe bringing him in on Sunday. Um, but you don't get to see the lineups, I guess, because it's a half four kickoff. So yeah, that's kind right. of would drill that out for me as well. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think just kind of observations for transfers. There's nothing really which stands out. I think the only thing I can note on the Saturday is that in terms of, you know, there's some nice home fixtures for Chelsea are playing Burnley. So, you know, there's like Abraham and Mountain and players like that. Um, Everton are home to Brighton. So there's a few there's a bit of love at the moment for Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin is another one, uh, mainly in FPL, you know, who's um, we're having a look at that. I noticed that Everton have got some nice fiction to the overhaul. So potentially, if you're looking for one there, I believe he's 0% owned in the top top 1K. So if he if he bangs for the next month, then maybe there's a chance to move forward. Uh, Leicester are home to Southampton. So obviously, you know, players like Vardy and Madison and all the defenders. United are home to Norwich. So players like Rashford and Martial. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of home games on 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 Saturday for some highly owned players. So I am expecting quite a, a high scoring day on on Saturday. So in terms of captains, then so for the Friday, Sheffield United West Ham, Dan, who do we think is the best captain for that game? I've got Henderson, so I'm hoping that he is. But I would have preferred it if uh, Pellegrini had still been at West Ham, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, Sheffield United at home, I'm hopeful of a 
a clean sheet or you know nil nil will do so yeah Henderson Friday night but again he's one I've had in for a while to cover captaincy so I wouldn't look to bring anyone in if I didn't have anyone already I just think just go without but I've had him in for a while with this game in mind so Henderson on Friday for me and Paul you you said the same that if you didn't have anyone you maybe wouldn't waste a transfer that's that's interesting so who is your who's your captain for Friday Bulldog from Sheffield United He's, I think, been, I he's think, been smashing it, haven't he? Yeah, I think most. Um, I think most people that will have a captain lined up already. It'll be a, a Sheffield United uh, defender or goalkeeper. Yeah, I don't have one myself, so I was a bit slow to jump on the Sheffield United defence. So I've got a bit of a a decision I need to make because I've got I've got Mount, but when we move on in a minute to the differentials, I've got a player I'm, I'm I'm thinking about, but we'll move on to that in a second. So on the Saturday then, we just mentioned there's a lot of nice home games. Who are your captains, guys? And who are the ones you wish you had? Firstly, Dan. So I'll be on Vardy because Rogers, who I'll trust 100%, says he's been fine, like he did at Newcastle. So yeah. I'll be on Vardy. <laughs> I'm not bitter about that. No. So Vardy, although I've been busy with the kids at the weekend. Is it is it the Carabao Cup? Is that this midweek or... Do Leicester play midweek or they is do, it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, unless he gets injured or hope, oh, I just don't know. God, that's a bit of a worry actually. Do you know what I mean? If he, I think he would play, wouldn't he? But yeah, anyway, Vardy for Saturday, unless anything happens Wednesday or he says before and he's not, he's not playing. And do you think he's the best one if you didn't own him? Um, yeah. Well, that's a, that's another shame because they're Southampton, but they've been been all right recently, haven't they? Yeah, like they have, yeah. he scored at trick last time, so. Yeah. You're thinking, yeah, I'll have Vardy again, but but I don't know. He needs to do something. He's had a few quiet weeks, hasn't he? So uh, yeah, I could do with Vardy, but yeah, he. I don't know. Like I said, Rashford against Norwich. Yeah, like Abraham, but I think Abraham always sort of fails to look, deliver for me. So yeah. I think the only yeah, if I had if I could pick anyone, I probably would have Rashford close to be Vardy. And how about yourself, Paul? Yeah, I don't have. I, I transferred Rashford out last week, so um, I'll be on Vardy as well. Um, I thought I had Rashford, but I transferred him out as well. So I think I'm going to be stuck on Vardy as well. Though I do think Rashford is a good shout. I would just say that Norwich, their defence has improved recently, same as the Saints. So I, I think Vardy's the best shout there. The only thing is there, he'd be quite highly owned and, and highly captain, but that's just what it is. And moving on to the Sunday then. So we've got Bournemouth against Watford, and then we've got Villa Man City. Firstly, coming to Paul then. So Paul, who's your captain for Sunday? Kevin De Bruyne will be my captain on Sunday. I think that the, within the top thousand, there must be at least 90% of people will be captain De Bruyne, I think. Agree. And do you think he's the best pick? Yeah, I think he's a, the most assured for for start for City. If you yeah. knew who was going to start out of Jesus and Aguero, um, I think there's a, and Sterling as well, I guess, then there's an argument for a captain in one of those three. But yeah, based on assurance of starts, then it would be KDB for me. So Sterling was rested uh, this weekend in the FA Cup. Obviously, they have got Man United midweek in the Carabao Cup. I think he'll play if he was fit, if he was guaranteed to play. Would you still pick Sterling or De Bruyne? Yeah, if he was guaranteed to play and I own Sterling, I would be tempted to captain Sterling. I don't know if it's more us. It would depend on what I was looking to achieve and whether I was trying to gain ground or maintain a position. If I was trying to maintain a position, I would go KDB for, for safety as well. Um, yeah, just to cover sense. other people. Okay, and how about yourself, Dan? Yeah, I'll be on De Bruyne because he's the only player I got that day. So, yeah, I'll be on De Bruyne. But like we said, we said before, Sterling. What was, he's only in? What was it? Ten percent of the yeah. top thousand. So Hescabo's going to have a treat on Sunday when he scores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I think he'd be a good, a good differential. Ten percent owned in the top hundred. You know, top thousand. Yeah. 
like he'd be good. But I just don't know what KDB. Well, I don't know. He didn't do a lot much. He was a bit deeper when he last game, and no, he I did. don't know. And was... before that, it was just amazing when he like the game's massive haul. Then he the game before that, so he just. But yeah, De Bruyne. Uh, yeah, and I'm the same. I'm on I'm De Bruyne. He, he was my vice in FPL last weekend with my, my captain being Vardy. So I watched the game and I watched De Bruyne not, not far off play at centre-back. But um, I do think they were rotating and I do think he'll be back playing more advanced this weekend. And I thoroughly expect him to get a haul away to Villa as well because Villa's defence are just in dire straits. And I see that um, Heaton's out for the season now as well. So they're in... They're in trouble. Okay, so lastly then, for those Sky managers then who are struggling to make any ground, do we have a differential pick maybe? So a bit of a risky one that potentially could help help them climb the ranks. Paul, can I come to you first? Yeah, you stole my Calvert-Lewin one and ran a... Uh, uh, wheeled, wheeled off his stats earlier on as well. So um, I did have one as backup um, and he scored at the weekend. So... He's been on a poor run recently, but he does play on Sunday this week, so it would allow you to transfer someone out that plays on a Saturday. So I was looking at Callum Wilson. He's a 9.9, um, selected 0% in the top 1,000, uh, 4% overall. Um, I think he could um, be a nice differential, um, especially if you wanted to move away from KDB for the captaincy. The next fours, Watford, Norwich, Brighton, Villa. Good good fixtures on paper as well. Yeah, I looked at him as well earlier. He was he was in my list as well, along with Calvert Lewin. So apologies for that, Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and how about yourself, Dan? Have you got anyone for us? Not really. Not really. No no one major. Like I know we spoke beforehand like about Rashford. Can't forget the exact stats, but was it easy? Forty four percent of the top thousand teams, so that's still all right. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. with Sterling, like I said, Sterling for Sunday, only in ten percent of the top thousand. Like that's quite a good little differential, really. Like he could go on a bit of a run now. So um, yeah, and anyone else? No one else really takes my fancy, to be honest. I'd just hold the transfers now. If you are struggling, just yeah, hold the transfers because you. I don't know if you'll cover the remaining transfers averages, but a lot of teams have used a lot of transfers. So if you just keep to your plan, don't panic. I think you're going to start climbing soon anyways. The teams all start to run out of transfers above you. Yeah. So just to um, touch then um, on Calvert-Lewin. So he's able to take million. Uh, he's left than 1% owned overall and 0% owned in the top 1K. And his next four are Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle and Watford. So potentially, you know, if you're really, really struggling, just looking for anyone to try and make you make a few jumps, then potentially he's one. The one I'm actually looking at, and there's a reason for this, um, and please don't laugh, guys, is Mark Noble at 7.8 million. So I don't have a captain for Friday. So he obviously played on the weekend. He scored a couple. West Ham, I've got that new manager bounce. They've also got that extra game, albeit against Liverpool. He's on pens and he's on form. And in terms of his ownership, he's 0.4% owned in the top 1K. So I have got Mount, who I've had in since since the first overhaul and I've just had him in because his fixtures have been good for a long time and every week he just I just think oh he'll this is the week this is the week he you know he, he scores a brace and gets man of the match and every single week he either gets two or four points so I'm very very tempted to go from Mount to Noble on Friday and the only reason is is that the captaincy game the extra game against Liverpool he may get a penalty he probably won't but he might get something and just the fact you know because of his ownership I just think you know if he does manage to score a couple of goals in that time 
Um, there won't be many who have him as a chance to move up a bit, but um, that's my low ownership tip for the next few weeks. And that's it from us then. So we will be back next week. So we'll be back every week now, every Sunday, looking at the games for the next weekend and looking at the key talking points of the week. Dan, thank you very much for coming on and thank you for your experts' insight. Where can we find you on Twitter and anywhere else? Yeah, so Twitter, DanCox82. I'm on there every day. And yeah, I've got some articles on the hub as well, Fantasy Football Hub. So Twitter, the main place, and then Fantasy Football Hub. Cool. Thank you, Dan. And how about yourself, Paul? Paul McAnulty1 on Twitter. I guess if you're looking for the spelling, it'll be on the, the tweet that goes out from the hub. So, But yeah, if, if, if anyone's got any questions, I'm happy to answer anything on, on Twitter as well. Cool. Thank you, Paul. And my Twitter handle is at Fergie222. So this podcast will be on the new Fantasy Football Hub Sky and TFF YouTube channel, which we created today, and also available in all major podcast libraries, including iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. I'll post all the URLs out on Twitter, or you can search for Sky Fantasy Football Podcast by Fantasy Football Hub. For Apple Podcasts and Spotify, they may be a little bit later this week as new podcasts need to be verified. If you like what you hear, please like, share, subscribe, retweet. It all helps us get the word out and make sure you don't miss anything. All comments and feedback to any of us are very welcome. Our Twitter handle is at FFH underscore HQ and our Sky Twitter handle is at FFH underscore Sky. So please follow and feel free to ask any questions. We did hold our retweet competition this week for the launch of the podcast with the random winner being Mark Youngs at Youngs92 on Twitter. So many congratulations, Mark. You win a year's free Fantasy Football Hub membership, which will give you access to everything you need for Fantasy Football all under one roof, including player comparison tools, the fixture ticker, Opta stats, team reveals, and much, much more, which can be used for both Sky and FPL. So well done, Mark. Send me a DM and we will sort out your free membership. Also on our website, fantasyfootballhub.co.uk, specifically for Sky, Dan, as he mentioned, reveals his transfers, captains, and general thoughts. Usually on a Thursday, Dan, is it Thursday or Friday? Friday, one o'clock. Okay, so there we go, Friday, one o'clock. While Paul writes a brilliant weekly article on the five burning questions of the week, both essential reads if you are a serious Sky player. I also write my weekly format diary article, which includes my Sky team transfers, captains, and progress. So we'll be back next week. In the meantime, we hope you have a great Sky Game Week 22, and we bid you thank you and good night. Good night.